and we are live. Back. Okay, back. Yeah, <laughs> we're not live. Um, so wait, welcome, <laughs> welcome back to Table Talk Twenty Three. Um, hi, Kit hi. here, Mark here. I'm here. And uh, I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest, and I already told told Mark this, but for some reason I am extraordinarily nervous today. <laughs> And we don't even really have like a specific topic in mind, but for some reason, like I get this like anxiety. I don't know. I, don't, um... I think I had that last time. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, I, know, I think it's just mood and food and I don't know. It's weird. It might have been the coffee. No, but I had decaf, so I don't know <laughs> why I'd be so nervous. Hmm. I did have something in mind. Uh... Well, a couple things. One is, uh, I don't know. I looked at previous videos and our previous three, I think. I'm so glad you're listening to it because I haven't listened to a single one since we started. Really? No. Wow. Narcissistic I am. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I, just haven't had the time. I don't know. I think part of it, I think for me, I wanted for this one, I kind of want to consciously just be super grounded as much as possible. For some reason, when I get a camera in front of me and a friend around me, it's like, I gotta be all excited. And that's just part of my personality. But I wanted to consciously just to be more grounded and honest. Not that I was dishonest, but. We're gonna have Zen Mark today. (laughs) I'm gonna try to be just more grounded. So we have Zen Mark. But okay, so we've been gone for about a month. I haven't seen you. I've we barely we barely talk (laughs) to each other like the month. Like we get together once a month. Yeah, this is it. This This is is it. Um, So when I ask him how he how he's been, literally, it's completely new to me. So how have you been? Anything new? What's up with you? (laughs) Um, Well, I can give you a long story about a crazy passenger I had as a rider for Uber, Lyft actually, um, but I won't go into that. But it was a crazy day yesterday, I had a quite the time, and Sacramento Police Department was involved. So that's a... So is it you can't answer. tell us? Or no, I can tell you. It's I'm just saying like... it's, it's not really podcasty. Oh, okay. You know. um, so it's not like... You're going to like witness protection, or right? no. <laughs> like this is the last podcast. <laughs> this this is it, guys. This is it. I'm uh, I'm signing off. Godspeed. <laughs> this guy that I picked up is going to come through that door because he's searching for me. No. I'm sorry you had that experience. I've had a pretty intense experience driving Uber once. Yeah. Almost. I'm pretty sure this guy was going to kidnap me. Yeah. So I remember you saying that. Yeah. Um, I picked him up from a massage parlor. Oh. At like probably like nine o'clock at night, and it was one of those massage parlors that was like a complete cement building, and all the windows were blacked out, and there was like barely any signs saying it was a massage parlor. And this guy walks out, gets in my gets in the, in the passenger seat, and he, from the get go, this guy just like reeks of, I don't know, like he was asking really personal questions. Mm. It was really awkward. And then so I had two stops to make with him, and the first stop. I don't know, there was just like, I get these intuitions and like, I just, there's just something about him that just was like, I was like, like everything 
was like, just run, just run from this guy. So as soon as he got out, cause he was like gonna grab something from his friend real quick. I like threw his phone on the pavement and just like drove off. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, there was just like, he was, I don't know. I've never really gotten that kind of feeling before, but this guy, like, I don't know. Like he kept trying to, I don't know, like hold my hand. I don't know. It was like really awkward. It was really gross. Mm, it was really gross. And so that was probably, I think, the last night that I actually yeah, the, drove. Yeah, so you said. And you I was drove, quitting anyways. But yeah, you drove for like a month something? Uh, two months. Two months. Yeah. I was I was going to quit anyways because I just... Right, right. It was... But that was a, That was like the final... A not, a, not a very friendly send-off. Yeah. yeah. I had I have had some great experiences though. Like Davis is some of them like... Like, some of the drunk college kids are hilarious. (laughs) Like, one girl was like, there's a bar in Davis, and she was like, this is not where you gotta meet men. If you wanna meet men, you gotta meet them at the Capitol Elevator. And I'm like, what are you even talking about? She's Wow. (laughs) Anyways, yes, so So, I... So, you were telling me about the camera thing, so cheat out a little bit so they can see your face. Look more to the camera when you're talking to me. Okay. So like. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um, yeah. So it was. It was kind of. Yeah. It was a really weird experience for me. Yeah. So I feel bad for you for having that kind of like a crazy experience. Yeah. It was not fun. Uh, I'm glad you're safe. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not that long of a story. Basically. Guy gets in, he wants to be driven a mile to the Arden Mall. We start, there's a many little stories in between, but basically he wants to be dropped off at his car because he's wanted by the police. And so he crouches down, you know, in the seat so that the police don't see him as I'm trying to drive him to his car. Anyway, he gets out at some point and he he leaves and I'm thinking okay I'm just going to call lift support mm-hmm. and then I look in the back of my seat and he leaves his cell phone and he's already gone so anyway I don't want the damn phone I ask the mall security I ask the SAC PD they don't want the phone they can't take the phone they can't take personal property anyway I go down to the the lift hub which is down the street really in the Arden way yeah and uh and then uh just leave it there, basically. Short, make it short. I left it there. It was, it was just. I mean, he ended up not injuring me or threatening me in any way, but I'm pretty sure he was on meth, and he just was like very demanding. You know, yeah. like, turn over there. No, 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 I didn't say that. Go over there now. Just very like on edge. And I was like, oh god. Anyway. That was one of my experiences yesterday, and uh, that was interesting. Remember, so, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you're safe. Yeah. I'm glad that guy didn't get you. Hopefully. Yeah. And just, it just flashed through, through my mind. I'm like, I gotta get out of this work. <laughs> this is two years, over six thousand rides. Just like, oh man. And I'm, I mean, I'm writing a book about it, so that's good. I can write. I'm just, I'll include that story, but. That's all crazy. Kinds of stories, I, right? I don't know. There's just, I mean, I I honestly think that the ride sharing program is a great great thing. Um, it's a great invention. It but is. There's definitely some some moments where you're yeah. like, whoa. 
Definitely for you too. Yeah, man, that was not fun. I'm sure maybe he was fine, but there was just like something really. Oh, no, someone's trying to like. Yeah, he was like touch you. I was and like this approach you. Yeah, yeah. I, I drove off and then I contacted Lyft support and yeah. I'm like I dumped this guy. So, <clears throat> I was watching, this is like a plug for your YouTube channel, but yes, I, was plug, watching, plug. I was watching your kit, Zakimi, Zakimi. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, YouTube channel, and then at some point you said that you enjoy making videos and editing your videos, and it kind of, you know, it's just a very creative process, and that fulfills you, mm-hmm. and this kind of me, got me thinking, like, what, like, why is creativity so important? And what is creativity? Why is it? Because, okay, let's just say for now, like, um, for right now, like, I just came back after four hours of working on a sol- on the solo show I keep talking about. Mm-hmm. And as I'm driving in my car, I'm like, not level 10 elation but like i'm a good solid 4.7 elation like i feel really good i feel like my bunch of things kind of fell off my shoulder like there's just i just feel lighthearted. I, I was like singing in my car with all these songs and i was i know i was singing songs i don't even really like <laughs> i just was this open and and freed and and I don't know. I just have as I'm on like a still a little bit of a cloud nine, and so anyway, so I was four hours of solitude of by myself in my own world, envisioning this solo show, writing out my feelings, allowing myself to go into to these, you know, lighthearted situations or um, deep, you know, challenging situations, experiences that I had, and kind of explore all of that and then create a story around that and it was just like i don't know if when i'm in it it's fun and it's explorative but but i also recognize when i'm coming out of it so as i'm driving on the freeway here i'm like wow like it's like working out and you feel so good afterward right so instead of a physical thing as in a gym Mm -hmm. um I don't know, you're like, you're just exercising those emotional and those creative juices. And that, gosh, you know, it's like, when my question is, or what we can think about is, at what point do we know that those juices are, are depleted? You know, like, you know, if we're hungry, like, oh, I'm, I'm hungry. I have an appetite. I'm hungry. Then I eat and it makes me feel good. So at what point do we, are we depleted creativity, creatively? Like, I don't know. Is there a point for you where you're like, ah, oh, man, I'm, I haven't done things for a long time. I don't, I'm not, I don't feel fulfilled. I know it's just about recognizing that. And I guess for me, I, I sometimes I don't under I I don't know when that creativity is depleted, and then when I do something that's artsy, I'm like, whoa, where'd that come from? Mm-hmm. Like, now I feel it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just. Well, 
Uh, firstly, thank you for plugging my YouTube channel. Kits Akimi, by the way. Look at it on YouTube. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Buy it's... my merch. Just kidding. I don't have any. <laughs> KZ. Yeah, KZ. Um, you know, I... I was actually, funny enough, I've actually had this conversation a little bit today with a friend of mine I met for lunch. Um, and I think the reason creativity is so important, I think there's two reasons. I think, one, it's one of the only few mediums that we have to just dump everything we're feeling onto something physical. Because as it stands inside of us, all our emotions are, like, especially creative people. Some people, they get... Like, you know, for instance, Matt, he, like, his outlet for stress is, like, business and just, like, that. But for creative people, I feel like um, when we're stressed, when we have all these emotions, all these ideas inside of us, because they're just feelings, they're not tangible. Like, you can't hold them. They're just, there's this, there's this, like, I don't know, there's just, like, there's just this inanimate object that's just floating inside of you, just reeking of like chaos mm -hmm. <laughs> and then you have this moment like you did today four hours of just constant just dumping this emotion and everything onto a piece of paper and all of a sudden it's not just feelings anymore it's a tangible product and to be able to see now like um i think like it's not it's not a part it's it is a part of you but now you could see it from a distance so you could almost analyze it from a third-party perspective. Mm -hmm. Whereas if it's inside of you, you can't do that. Yeah. So I think there is that, I think, is a really big benefit to mm -hmm. creativity. Yeah. I also think it's one of the very few mediums that live on forever. Yeah, that's true. Like, we don't. In fact, everyone's like, oh, but you have memories of this person. But the thing is, like, if that person dies and, like... Anybody who has any memories of you die, like those memories go with them. Mm -hmm. But writings and music and videos and even even certain businesses, like they leave on, they live on as legacies. Mm -hmm. So like no matter how long you're not around, a part of you is still imprinted on this earth. And for some reason, like. I haven't put a whole thought and a whole lot of thought in that idea, honestly. Legacy and mm -hmm. longevity of ideas and I'm just being honest, like I'm not like I I do when I do art, I do art just because how I feel and I kind of express myself in the experiences in the moment. And but I I think there's a lot of truth to that. And maybe I don't know, I'm just spitballing here but like maybe the the idea of legacy is a deep-rooted emotional need and so that's what we do may not be conscious like myself i mean it may not it may not be like okay i'm doing this because i want to be known as this kind of artist or this kind of actor or whatever but in the long long term it does create those ripple effects and it, and so what I'm saying is I'm not conscious of that, and I, but I do think there's so much truth to that. I think no matter who we are, I don't think anybody wants to be forgotten. You know, I mean, maybe not to... It's an interesting idea. I don't think nobody ever wants to really be forgotten. Like, somebody, everybody wants 
somebody to be like, you know, when they're gone, somebody to recognize, not recognize or like, you know, not maybe like admire, but just be like, oh yeah, Mark was here once, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but I mean, aside from that, I feel like, you know, like uh, for instance, Shakespeare, when he wrote his, I don't think he was thinking that a hundred years from exactly. now. Exactly. You know, mm -hmm. but his work still touches people. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, that's the that's the word. I think a good word is for uh, like a a dichotomy a dichotomy of that. What what I mean is, yeah, Shakespeare when he's writing, he's in the moment. And maybe not. I don't know. Maybe he wasn't in the moment. Maybe he was doing drugs or something. But sometimes actually drugs help you get in the moment. But anyway, you know, you when you're doing art, usually you're just in the moment, and just like I was, you know, in a room by myself, just just you know complete silence around me so i can just delve into whatever that is so you could just take any individual or person or whatever right in your and so you create um by yourself and you're doing this but then you put it out to the public you take that project art piece or whatever and then you put it out in a public forum and who knows, instead of like burying it in your backyard and no one sees it, but if you put it in a public forum in some capacity, then it creates these ripple effects. It creates, it changes people's lives in some capacity, mm -hmm. um, whether it's, you know, art piece or whatever. So yeah, it's kind of an interesting um, thing there, you know? I, I, yeah, I, I don't know, like when you say depleted though, because that word is or like, sticking to me. Like, are you saying in that moment that you're depleted? Or just like you have no more thing, nothing else to say oh. or contribute to this project? Uh, like, what are you talking about? When level I of say, depletion? yeah, I just mean that you haven't, that we haven't done anything creative. Mm -hmm. Not that you couldn't do anything creative, but that the, the monotony of, of life, the, I don't know, just... The uh, you know just go, you're going through daily life doing your daily stuff and you're I think we're a little bit different because we're on the artsy business track self you know freelance kind of track so I think we're kind of create our own roads right um, but even still I think it's easy to kind of get on that same line oh, okay I gotta do laundry okay I gotta do this and I gotta do this but we still have those needs creative needs like oh man, I haven't done this type of thing or this or this thing. I don't know. We just kind of forget. And so at least for me, um, you know, you know, the last three or four years, I've just been saving money and like paying stuff off. Like for me, it, there was times where I'm just so, so creatively depleted. Like, man, I just want to create something. Even, even when I was doing auditions for, and I'm still doing auditions for commercials and things like that like that does nothing for me mm. or very little like I pat myself on the back good job you got through the audition or it was a direct booking you go to the you go to the set you meet the people you have fun you do the commercial you shake the hands you go home commercial comes out you see it you're, you're great you get likes cool but where is that creating something? Not really, right? I'm just a pawn. <laughs> um, so anyway, my point is that it's like 
when I continue doing things like that, that doesn't don't really fulfill me, I get really, I don't know, you get dried up. I get like a, like a dried up twig. <laughs> like a raisin, but not as healthy. <laughs> yeah. I just, and then you just, I don't know, I just, at least for me, that's how I feel. And then, so I go into a room by myself and I start creating, even if I'm just writing, if I'm creatively writing, just give me a prompt, you know, just give me a, a prompt and I'm just writing and I'm in it. I'm creative, like thinking like that helps me exercise that muscle of just exploring that instead of, okay, I'm going to turn on the TV and they're going to tell me what to see. Um, I don't know. At least for me, I feel depleted sometimes. I don't think we're ever, ever, I don't think we're ever really depleted. I mean, even those people who kind of get in uh what is the word i'm looking for you know get life gets in the way mm-hmm. i just i think everybody has that outlet that they need to fulfill it's mm-hmm. almost like eating almost like sex yeah. like creativity is an outlet for everybody right but i feel like obviously you need to eat to survive you need to have sex to reproduce like all these things that is a fundamental need for mm-hmm. us everybody's like there's a reason we still do it except the creativity part yeah nobody ever pushes the creativity because they're like well you you can't do anything with that you're not going to make money off of that you're not going Mm -hmm. to so it's a need i think i think everybody has that need Mm -hmm. but nobody one doesn't know how to fulfill it because it gets suppressed so early on Mm -hmm. um as as we grow older um, cause we're, we're all, you know, like when you go to TGI Fridays or you go to a restaurant, like the first thing they give kids is a crayon and a little paper that they could draw on. Yeah. Like, where's mine? Yeah. Like, as a 30 year old woman, I would like some crayons. <laughs> when did that stop becoming a thing right. for us? You discriminated me because of my age. Yeah. Cre- like that, that's why I think like, I don't think creativity ever depletes in any way. I just think. We just get better at be- better and better at suppressing it. Yeah, and tolerating. Tolerating the idea being, that this is not that important mm-hmm. anymore. Right, right. And I don't mean depleted 100%. I just mean like really, really low on gas. Yeah. You look at the, you know, how much gas you have and it's like touching the E. Mm-hmm. You're right. I don't think it ever goes zero. I mean, unless you just sit in a room by yourself and doing nothing. Yeah. But, Yeah. And, and so, yeah, that's so, so true. It's so true. I just feel it that... It changes people's lives, and yet we don't do it enough. I think, I mean, I, I th- people regard, you know, I think Mavlov, there's the Mavlov seven, human seven, like, nature... Maslow. Thing. Maslow, yes, yeah. Mavlov. But um, they talk about, like, food and all that, like, yeah. relationships and all that. And I think creativity is definitely if it's not on there it should be because i don't know i just feel like i think that just goes back to um i I just think it goes back to like what i was saying about kids and them they're they're allowed to be whatever they want to be you want to be a pirate and you're, the couch is a ship, totally cool. But when's the last time you pretended a couch was a ship and put on your pirate hat? 
I don't think I ever done that. In my okay, life. but whatever you did <laughs> as a child, um, like when when has why is that why is that not a thing anymore? And it's because we go into the public education system, and as we grow older, people are like, no, now you need to worry about finances and create. There is no place the uh, creativity has no place when it comes to living and finances mm-hmm. and i think you know a lot of these people who go into the creative fields in fact i was uh i was watching like i was watching a motley crew um doc it's not a documentary but it's mm. like a it's like a, bio- a biographical movie okay um like there are actors acting as mm-hmm. um and then like you know, you hear about these creative artists that are like burning out. And I think eventually, even in the creative field, when they get depleted is when it's not about the art anymore. It's mm-hmm. not about their passion. Exactly. It's about the money. It's about the drugs. It's about the sex. It's about mm-hmm. the fame. Yeah. Which there's nothing wrong with, you know, some level of, you know, liking that type of stuff. <laughs> but when you forget the true reason mm-hmm. why you started something like that kind of creative process in the first place... Yeah, that's, I think, when you start depleting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's there's a reason we create. Mm-hmm. People start, and I don't, I, I mean, I don't know the fundamental reason why we create. I mean, I mean, it, it, to me, it's got to be, it's so, it's such a deep inner thing. Um, and it's, I don't know. I would argue it's a need. I think it is. <laughs> you know, I mean, God, it, it's it, it's so important, at least for me. And it's like, it's my fuel. Um, even if it's like singing, dancing, um, something like that. Um, it's like oxygen. It's like oxygen to me. And it's like, I don't know, it's so interesting. As one of the first things you said... When you when I got here, you said I think, I think the universe is kind of coming together for you, and I didn't say it at the time because I wanted to say it now. Is that on that on because I was on that cloud nine, I'm kind of coming off of it now, I guess. Um, but in the car right here on the freeway, I was like, it's like I can see down because I did. I was in a solitude and was just creating and then that creative mind mindset. It's like, it was like creating this and I'm just, this is just a visual uh, uh, representation, visual representation. I think that what created for what was created for me in that because of what I just did is like this, like a tunnel, like a, um, and this is going like weird thinking, but that's just, but when I have that elation, it make it like lightens my mood. Mm-hmm. It lightens my. Um, it opens the doors to the realization of my dreams in just a few hours. Mm-hmm. To be able to continuously flex those muscles to say, I'm going to continue to create, and 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 sort of like that's what I seem <laughs> when I was driving down the freeway. It's like I can see this like this. I mean, I can call it a tunnel or you can call it a doorway, however you want to see it. But like, it's like, I can see that. And that's just four hours. I mean, and my, and I was recording 
a little thing on the freeway that was like, but what if I did this every day or like most of the day and continuously push those, open those doors, open those doors, but kind of on a practical level, on a, on a less philosophical level, like what, how is that, what does that mean to, to the you know, average person or how I can connect that to other people? It's like, um, being creative, um, allows you to be more creative and allows you to see those opportunities in front of you. Mm-hmm. And instead of being bogged down with the routine of life, instead of being bogged down with the monotony of life, instead of, uh, um, moving away from the meaning of the art that you're pursuing, if you're in the arts, you know, like you said, you know, even within the arts, sometimes you get, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm getting pulled away from with the fame. I'm being pulled away from the, with the money thing. And it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. What am I doing? So it's like the meaning is lost of what you're, why you're trying to do what you do. Anyway, so I don't know, just for me, when I'm like that, it's like a drug. I guess that's, and I, that's another thought that kind of ran through my mind. It's like a drug. So people want to do drugs and they want to feel high and they feel so happy and elated. And, they, and they, it's like, it's the best feeling in the world. But why do you need to put something, a chemical in your, in your body, even though you can do things, read and sing and play the piano and, and web design and make, create a business and, those things create a high too. They, I think the there's a lot of chemicals that are like going around in your brain. Similar when you take actual drugs, you can get to that same place where you're elated and you want to continue creating and creating. And so anyway. Yeah, it's those release of endorphins. Yeah, basically. yeah, yeah. You know. But you can choose which ones you do. Which ones you want to partake. I don't know, like I feel like a... Okay, it kind of comes down to what I said earlier about how I feel like society kind of almost suffocates that creative process. So I feel like most people don't even know that creativity is an option as an outlet. They just go to drugs or alcohol Mm -hmm. when they could write a story or read a book Mm -hmm. or start singing or do whatever they love. But we've never been taught that as an option to create those endorphins yeah i mean i think about like uh, like unlikely legends for instance you know um and f- i don't know i uh, like in the video on my channel just kidding um <laughs> casey <laughs> casey um i was like i said i was in i was in san francisco and i think for the first time in a long time i felt um, art, like I had, I hadn't, I hadn't felt that in a while. And I, I wasn't, I wasn't planning on recording my trip down there, but I was like, okay, I'm just gonna pull out my phone and just record whatever interests me. Mm-hmm. And like, I haven't done that in a while. I haven't focused on my vlog because, you know, it doesn't make money. Um, and I don't know. I was just, but I was like, something inside of me was like, you need to do this today. And I thought for the longest time that I had lost the ability to love like the creative process or like filming and writing stories because I was so bogged down with Unlikely Legends. 
But I realized was it wasn't it wasn't unlikely. It wasn't that I stopped loving the art, the creativity, the filming, the writing. It was that I was making I was making unlikely legends the prior a priority in my life for money. I wasn't doing something I I wasn't doing something um I don't know how to explain it. I was doing something I loved for money, which is not a problem, but like there's a balance and the money came before the love, which ended up suffocating what I loved. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, I just remember filming that vlog. It was just a simple one, but I remember that high, that process, you know, just, and then coming back to the computer and editing it and like putting it, piecing it together with the story and the music. And I miss that a lot. Um, so yeah. I think that part of that, the need of that and the, the, the reason why you enjoy it so much and, and, and why other people enjoy it is that the, the creative process is that you're, you're telling a story. Mm-hmm. And that's... I think a lot of art is just telling a story. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know, what, because you had a great time and you want to relive that experience. Mm-hmm. And you, when you see yourself or you hear yourself in the video of the, of the uh, concert and you, and you remember that uh, feeling that you had, it's like you want to continue that high. You want mm-hmm. to continue that elation because... Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't want to continue being on that cloud nine and mm-hmm. feeling high? You know, <laughs> like you just want to continue that feeling. Like it's a drug. You want to keep doing that. So you know, and then you can tell your story, and then you can tell other people, and be excited for that. Yeah, I you think know? I think the problem that I had with Unlikely Legends <clears throat> was we got so focused on telling stories for other people, which is not a problem, mm. but it wasn't a story I cared to tell. Yeah. It was like stories for real estate agents so that they could, they could help them sell their listing. But if I really thought about it and was honest, I don't care about real estate <laughs> agents selling a house. Um, I, I made, you know, I, yeah, one of my biggest contracts was working with Salesforce, you know, an international billion dollar mm. company. And that was, I'm not, I'm not like downplaying how grateful I am that they gave us the opportunity to do that. But at, at the end of the day, like I didn't care about their story. I didn't care to tell their story and that's what I was focused on because I thought that those were the stories that make me the money so that I can continue doing the things that I love but and so that I could continue telling stories I want to tell but the problem is when you're just chasing stories for the money you forget the stories you want to tell because you get so consumed by those other stories Mm-hmm. And I remember like one of the first things I wrote down in Unlikely Legends when I was coming up with the business was Unlikely Legends is a company that stor- tells stories that are worth telling. And along the way, I had forgotten that being mm-hmm. the core idea because mm-hmm. everyone jumped on this like idea of Unlikely Legends being this company for the underdogs or um, doing something because or doing something and proving that you can do something even pe- when people tell you you can't. Like that was what people took on Likely Legends for. Mm-hmm. But for me, it wasn't just that. It was that I wanted to tell stories that were worth telling. Mm-hmm. 
And in the four years that Unlikely Legends had established, I had never gotten a chance to do that because I was so focused mm. on the money aspect mm -hmm. of it. I was focused on the management, the team management. And every year it just sucked away any creativity mm -hmm. or any heart that I had for UL. Mm -hmm. And so when I, was, when I stepped away... And you, we've, we've, you've heard this on the podcast a couple times where I talk about how like burnt out I am on creativity or filming and how I, I don't want to do it anymore. But then I realized that it wasn't that that I didn't want to do. It was how I was doing it. So right now, actually, um, I met with a girl today. Um, she's a, she's, she actually works at UL. Mm. But, um. There's a story in her that I've been wanting to tell for so long. And so I'm teaming up with her and we're going to start working on telling her story. Mm. Because she's kind of my muse right now. Oh, nice. Nice. So I'm clinging on to that muse. Yeah. But like for the first time in a long time, I'm like, I have something. It's so important. It's so important. Uh, I actually made a few... Uh, self-video audio file things that basically I constantly said that I'm I as well as you know other people but I'm definitely chasing money um, I have a financial goal um, and I've been chasing money for a, a while now and a lot of people do so I don't I don't I'm not that hard on myself but yeah we get very blurred and that's why I feared uh, having a regular job because I feel like I'm going to put out all this energy and money, um, more, more of my time and energy uh, on things I don't, that I don't, they're not meaningful to me. And so then, like I said, you do that so much and, and that becomes your sphere of just, I don't know, just, uh, meaninglessness and, um, you just get lost. And that's, uh, <clears throat> you know, I, I'm definitely feeling that now because I'm, I'm not, um, I mean, I'm, I'm gravitating away from it a little bit because I, you know, quit my agency and I'm like, okay, I want to commit to things I'm, that, I, that are meaningful to me. So I am moving away from that um, and I'm conscious of it, but I still partake in that because I'm like, you know, we have to live the money life at some level we can't just we can't live just on a dollar you know we have to do what we have to do but um but it's important to keep that up and to listen to those whispers of imagination imagination and to continue listening to inside so how do you how do you keep that lit that pilot light lit you know that fire going um very 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 difficult sometimes you know? I think what I've realized for myself at least was that um, there's nothing wrong with wanting money because you need the comforts. Um, you need to be able to survive. You got to eat. You got to have a roof over your head. I mean, you don't need it, but it's life is already complicated as it is and not having those things makes it worse sometimes. Um, mm -hmm. So money is essential and I'm not ever going to say it's not. But I think what is so easy to mix up is make, trying to, pursuing money f in order to do the things you love versus doing the things you love and f figuring out a way to make money doing that. Mm -hmm. 
And so now I'm like trying to shift my thinking and be like, well, I'm going to pursue the things I love doing. And then I'll figure out a way to make money that way rather than doing something just to make money mm -hmm. so that I could pursue the things that I love. And I think there's a huge difference there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't just do what I love and then make money. So I'm kind of like in the middle zone where I, I at least got a job that I can be flexible enough to go where I need to go. You know, so I, I, instead of taking the full jump off the cliff, I was like, I'm just going to take this little jump and it's, it's closer to the water, <laughs> but it's not completely, yeah. you know, and, I mean, obviously, but a hundred percent, it's not going to always work that way. Yeah. But, um, I feel like trying to keep that in the forefront of the mind. Yes. Keep your head forward toward the water, toward yeah. the goals, toward the dreams. It's so, so important. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a really good, that's a really good um, question you were feeling there today. <laughs> Which, what is creativity and, and what, yeah. why is it important? I mean, I don't know, man. It's, I think creativity is... It's like food, is, man. Oh, creativity it's is oxygen. life. It's, it, it's what connects people together. I mean, when, like, for instance, when you go to that concert, or when I went to that concert... Like, I was know. I there? No. Maybe, in spirit. <laughs> <laughs> you were in my heart, Mark. <laughs> Ohio. Wait. That's the only word I know in Japanese. Well, maybe a couple more. Um, but no, like, I was... <laughs> what the hell are you doing? He's anyway. so weird. Just kidding. Oh. Uh, but, you know, like, I, I went to this concert... There was a lot of people there. I mean, it was a filled, it was a filled theater and I didn't know any single person there, but the one connection we had was this band. And then when they started singing the song that we all knew and loved, like there was a unison in the room mm -hmm. when there was this connection that was none, none of us are probably ever going to see each other again. If we bumped into each other on the street, we're not going to know no, we were there. Yeah. But in that moment, what these guys created connected a whole room of people. Mm -hmm. And that's why creativity is life. It's connection. It's it it's is. a way to connect between two people. And thinking about the solo show that I'm creating, it's going to be in a theater. And when you're so honest in theater and you're just grounded and you're just putting yourself out there and, and, and expressing or uh, opening up those vulnerabilities, people see that mm -hmm. and they're like, I can relate to that either maybe they can relate to it directly because they've been there or they can say oh i can see how this person feels oh i've been in a similar situation in a different circumstance i can see how this person feels and so yeah totally that's totally right it's about and that maybe that's maybe that's another underlying fundamental um, reason we we want to be creative because we want to relate to other people or to have other people relate to us. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, I, I don't I don't feel that there's like one specific reason for creativity. Yeah. I think there's multiple layers. Yeah, right? it's, it's deep. deep it's deep. Uh... Um, but like I don't know when I was when I was the little acting that I've done in my life. Um, <laughs> I've I've done plays, and you I've were done the teacup. I was the teacup. And, and oh, I was okay. the I was the peanut. 
just kidding. Okay. Um, <laughs> it just makes me think, side note, my ex-husband, you, uh, when he was a kid, was in this um, play called Nuts for Jesus. Because <laughs> he was Christian. And basically it was the story of these various nuts. Like, I think he played the cashew. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I thought that was funny. All right, kids, your homework. Better research nuts, nuts for, for Jesus. Jesus. Anyways, um, it's, it's silly. Um, but, like, I actually have always really loved live theater rather than... Like, I, I do video as my medium and my writing, but I've always actually really loved being in the audience of a live theater as well as being on stage because when those actors, or you as an actor, get it right, you almost feel that connection to the audience, not just the actors around you. And then sometimes you can feel that. Like when everything is going perfect and everybody is feeling like in sync and the audience is in sync with you and the actors are all in sync and everybody's mm -hmm. in sync, there's like a room full of people that is just connecting. Mm -hmm. And we're all in this bubble and we're all like in this safe little bubble. <laughs> and I don't know, like, and it's born through just stories and mm -hmm. creativity. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. And it's so cool. It is, and that's a high. It is a high. You know? It is a high. That's why when people don't do well or when shows don't go well, people get sad because yeah. they're like, oh, I missed out on that connection. Or when it's over. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I want to do another one. Yeah. It's, um, it's Like you said, it's a drug. Yeah. You feel that feeling. And I think actors are, I feel like I know a lot of actors are always like seeking that feeling. Yeah. To recreate it. Right. Right. So true. So true. I, I just, when you were talking about that, it makes me think of the play I was in. Um, uh, it was... Uh, uh, rumors by Neil Simon and I played uh, one of the main characters and, and it was just like it was one of the well it was like the fourth I don't know a couple plays ago that I was in and uh, quite a while was years back but it was so much fun and it was actually during the time where I didn't think uh, acting was going to be my career or you know life choice um, anyway, so it was just that during that time, I was like, ah, it'll be fun. So it brought all of those feelings back. Like, oh my gosh, I forgot how much I love this connection, this unison, this orchestra of, of great characterizations and people around us. And so I just remember one specific part where it was a rumors is a comedy. And at some point I, I go to the bathroom and so I go off stage and then I, I say something, I, you know, someone knocks on the door and then I say, Hey, I, I said something. And, and I guess the timing was right. Cause then all the audience members just started cracking up and it's like, it was like a, um, yeah, it's like they crack up and then I'm like, I just feel this like, wow, this is working and this is great. And I don't know. It's just a, a high you get when, when people respond to you on stage, it's mm -hmm. just a, a wonderful feeling. Yeah. But yeah, it's yeah, that's so true. Everybody's kind of telling the same story, and everybody's kind of in it, and it's, um, yeah, it's so much fun, so much fun. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know, yeah. something something about yeah, plays, acting, art. It just it just gets, I don't know, it just it's just so mesmerizing. 
That's fantastic. I mean, okay, so what you know, and it's like we're describing, we're giving adjectives to these to these feelings. Oh, it's so great. It's mesmerizing. It's you know. And it's like, this is the same as when someone's on drugs. Like, you know, this is, makes me so happy. I'm just so grateful, all that stuff. And, 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 you know, it's the same endorphins that are running through our brain, but just using, using a different way to do it. Um, well, it's also, so I feel like drugs are probably an easier method of getting it and a quicker one. It's too. just instant. Yeah. yeah. I don't need a stage. I, I don't need, need props. I don't need I don't a rehearse. Need rehearse. I don't need just... talent. <laughs> I don't need talent. <laughs> Skill. Like, nope. Don't maybe a creative. really good way to learn, roll a blunt. I don't know. But <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know. It's, and people, you know, it's instant gratification. It is. Total. Total. Not that I know. I've never done any kind of like that. But, but, yeah. You know. Yeah, I get you. I get you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that is a that was a hella good question, though. Yeah. Like what you brought up. Because I was, like I said, I literally was just talking to my friend about this exact same topic at lunchtime. Yeah. So it's kind of cool that you brought it up. Well, you the video prompted me because you said that the creating the video and the creative process is really... Is meaningful to you? I didn't even know somebody watched that. <laughs> I think I was the only one because you just posted it what last night or something. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Oh, that was I probably your it. one view. That was me today watching it. Well, at, thank at you. Noon. Yeah, thank you. No problem. Well, I get a, I get uh, notifications for YouTube and my subscriptions. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know so that. I was like, okay. I'm on somebody's notification. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. But, I I anyway. I remember, and then I feel like. I think there was also a part of me that felt really guilty too, you know, because um, with with Matt, like I, I've talked about this a couple times that learning business and that having that business skill has always been kind of like uh, it was a skill I had to learn to love. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, you know, when I, when we were building Unlikely Legends, like all I really wanted to do was a creative process of everything. But, like, I felt bad because, like, I started this company and I felt, like, responsible. Mm-hmm. And that if I didn't focus on the parts that made the company grow, um, I was letting not just myself, but, like, my team down. Because they were all relying on everybody to pitch in together to grow this company. So I couldn't just very well gallivant away and be like, oh, you guys figure out everything and I'm just going to go film shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so... And then throughout our relationship with Matt, you know, and that's, that's, I think if there is any big disconnect between Matt and I, I think that is the number one where he's very logical minded. He's very business oriented where I'm like, uh, I don't know, like a flappy fairy. That's like, you know, throwing sparkles at everything. And I'm like, this is great. (laughs) He's like. Kit, come on. i got to clean this up for you now. Yeah, Matt's like over there like, how much does those sparkles cost? Yeah. <laughs> you just wasted $263, <laughs> KZ. And so like, you know, I was also worried about that for our relationship. Like, what if I did start pursuing creativity stuff, creative stuff full time? Because up until this point, the last seven years, like I feel like our biggest connection, I mean, we get along, but I think the biggest connection was that I was more business oriented. I thought about more businessy stuff, but then I realized I was holding my own potential back. Back. Mm -hmm. And so 
I remember I think two nights ago I sat down with him and I'm like, I am not this person. And I realized that and I really want to focus on my creative stuff. Like for the first time in my life, I'm not afraid to be poor and work on building this aspect of my life because that's what I love. That's what sings to me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's fine with it. He was, he took it a lot better than I thought. But like, I think there was also that part of me that I felt like I was suppressing myself, mm -hmm. my creativity. God, I can just feel it. I feel it because I, I, I feel it too. You feel yeah. my suppression. I, I feel yours, but I, I can relate to it, so I can feel, you know, yeah. I can, it, it conjures up my own. Mm -hmm. you know. So, good. I don't know. I think, I think it was, who was it? Uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. Uh, she has this Facebook Red Table Red Talk. Red Table Talk. Which is actually yeah. pretty good. If you listen. I, I listened to a couple, like a, a half couple. of one or something. Like there that. was one where she was talking to, with her uh, daughter and I think her mom. And her daughter was talking about, like, as a mother and as a wife, like, what, you know, what are some things you feel like you're lacking or whatnot? And then I remember Jada was saying that she spent a lot of her earlier life married to Will and, you know, having kids. Like, she felt such, uh, everything she did was for them. You know, like she, she suppressed a lot of what she wanted to do because she felt that she needed to do that in order to sustain a happy family. Mm -hmm. But she realized that the more she did it, the more unhappy she became and how it, how that, her unhappiness affected, affected the, the family. family. Yeah. So she realized like she needed to do something for herself, things that made her happy. Mm -hmm. And then she realized after she started pursuing more of the things that she loved, the connection with her and Will got stronger and the connection between her and her kids got stronger. Mm. So I think there's also a lot of a lot of things, or like, here, this is a really good story. My guitar teacher in Japan, um, he, he had met this woman, he fell in love with her, she had two kids, so he became a stepdad. And uh, I remember one time we were talking, I was probably like 15 years old, and I was like, well, let's say you got married to her and like she got pregnant, what would you do? Would you continue doing music? And he's like, no, in order to support my family, I would stop doing music and mm -hmm. get a job, like a businessman job. And I, I was like so brokenhearted because I looked to this guy as like my creative idol. Mm -hmm. you he know? would do anything. He would do anything his for his yeah, music. Yeah. And I mean, I think most people would look at that and be like, that's a very respectable man. And in a, in a way, I guess... And you were like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't no. like you anymore. No, but I was like, I don't know. I, was just, I, I remember being really sad yeah, about no, that. Yeah, I get it, yeah. Because at that point, I was like, do I have to choose between a life mm. of creativity or a life of relationship? Yeah, yeah. Can I not have both? Right, right, right. But um, I don't know. Like, I, I realized the best way to maintain a really good relationship is to be true to yourself and not hide who you are as a person because you don't want somebody loving a lie like a version of you that's a lie you know that's true and i don't know like let's say you you make something of yourself doing what you love i think that's even much more inspirational for your kids and your family it gives people hope what are you saying specifically like 
creating something together, you said? No, no, no. Like, uh, like for instance, for him, he pursues his music career. Okay. He gets to a point where he's doing what he loves mm-hmm. and supporting himself doing what he loves. And then his kids grow up seeing that. Mm-hmm. And then they start to think, oh, maybe that's possible for me, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, definitely. I feel like there's just too many people that are being suppressed. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. So true. So true. I mean, sometimes the spouse, one spouse says, it's fine. I'll be the breadwinner. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to work. I'm going to, you know, they don't love their job, but they can, they can, they're tolerant of it. They're not a super artist person. They don't need to like go off and have a survival, you know, survivalist mentality. They're like, it's okay. I can clock in, clock out. I can do the eight to five, nine to five thing. I get a vacation time. We get, uh, I'll get the medical care. You, you do your thing, you know, and that's a lot of situations and those people are very lucky to have that situation where they can, <laughs> you know, they can travel around and, you know, have the money to go to do that. And, and that's great. Um, and sometimes, yeah, it happens where there's two artists, you know, art kind of people where they're kind of going together. Maybe that work, maybe that doesn't work. I don't know. You know, there's probably got to be a balance there somewhere. Um, but yeah, no, it's so true. It's like. I mean, I have so much respect for people that, that are like that guy where it's like, no, I have to take care of business now. I can't, aff- on this musician life, this is, you know, 60000 a year. I can't raise three kids like this. Um, some people do, I guess. <laughs> it's possible. But it's like, no, I don't want to, I don't want a, a two bedroom with five of us. I want a bigger house. I mean, I, I can't live on this musician income so it's like i like i get it like i understand why people do that now there's some people like like some people that we listen to that's like no we can we can do a two-bedroom we can cut down all the you know we don't have to buy a lot of expensive stuff just cut down real small we can even get a you know this or if if you're by yourself get a studio or get like three roommates and like sit together and then you're just digging in digging in digging in and uh living and creating that life and um so i mean i don't know there's it's i think it depends on the person depends on the person depends on if you really want to to do this and that's it's a series of tests i mean that's i see this journey this artistic this actor journey series of tests emotional tests friend tests to you know uh fear of failure tests i mean there's just so many things that you you know it's like i mean i just this question keeps popping in my mind do you really want this yes okay there's another test do you really want this (laughs) yeah and i keep going through the journey yes i i think i do i think i do um anyway so yeah it's it's difficult to balance, but it can be done. But you gotta. Sometimes it's like cutting people off, friends off. It's relation off, and because if they don't listen to you and they don't, I mean, that's one thing I guess we can tie in. Um, I think I might have said this already too. Like, I was on set with. Um, I try not to say girls now, so I was on set with a young woman, um, and she was playing my wife we were doing a scene from jerry Maguire, <laughs> and uh we were you know, you know in a relationship in the scene and so outside of the scene when the cameras were off i said let's talk about our own relationships personally 
Um, anyway, so we got to a point where I said, and I think we both agreed, I said, uh, I think I would probably want to be in a relationship with an actor because they understand how, you know, this mentality where I really want this, like I want to live my passion. I don't want a plan B. This is a hundred percent. I'm just jumping all in a lot of people with that logical mind and a practical mind on the other side of the spectrum. They don't really get on the day to day operation of things. They might understand, Oh wait, no, go for your dreams. Yeah, I get it. You know, maybe a, a cousin or an uncle like, yeah, I know he's doing it. Yeah. Well, that's not for me, but he, yeah, do it. It's for you. But in a relationship, on a day-to-day, you got to have that balance where you're like, you're, you're, that per- when that person, your partner comes through the door with another rejection, it's never like, well, I told you so. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, no, you go out there and you keep doing it and don't give up. Mm-hmm. Period. You know, and if I have a partner like that, then yes, I'm like open to it. But uh, anyway, I'm just <laughs> tying in that thing. But like, yeah, it's a balance. It's a balance and it, and it really tests your determination. I get that. I mean, I think I, um, when I get into, when I get into my creative mode, when I'm getting ready to start writing or when I'm getting ready to start doing a video, yeah, um, I shut down. Like not me personally, as far as like inside. Inside, I'm alive and everything is going, but from the out, like Matt will sometimes sit there and ask me if I'm doing okay. Because there'll be periods of like weeks where oh, I'll like barely talk to people because I'm having an internal conversation mm. myself. Like in my mind, I'm not here. I'm visualizing yeah. a video or like a story, like mm-hmm. a story is playing mm-hmm. in my mind. I'm putting character pieces together. Yeah. I'm like, so when like when I walk down the street and stuff, um, you know, like I'm not there on mm-hmm. the street. Yeah. I'm actually in my movie and yes. my story. Yes. I love it. Yeah. And so... Like, I know from, like, uh, sometimes Matt will, like, be, you know, uh, he gets it now. Because he, he knows that when I get into those moods. <laughs> Don't too, talk to her. Yeah, I'm, like, Don't. I'm just not, I'm, I'm not present. <laughs> yeah. and in it, this world. In this world. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. in a different world. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. And so, like, I mean, it's nice because he understands it and he gives me, I mean, he probably doesn't understand it. Right. Yeah. He may, he might understand it like as far as like oh yeah i i, I see that she's yeah, i see down the hallway yeah, yeah 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 but he doesn't really understand what i'm going through right right like you know for him when he sees when he views when he looks at the world to him it's all numbers mm-hmm. when i see a world it's camera angles and lighting and i'm like what kind of story is here and i'm like <laughs> making stories so it's like yeah like when I put music on, it's not just me listening to music. It's a background for a yes. movie. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm at, there's a scene that's going on while I'm listening to that music. So I, I guess you could say I'm constantly daydreaming. Yeah. <laughs> like I have I have several like seriously weeks where people will people will be like, "Are you okay? Are you okay?" And I'm like, <laughs> "I'm just I'm I'm not here." <laughs> Just imagine I just took a trip to Cambodia or something. I might be physically here, but mentally I've checked out. <laughs> like, I'm in a different universe. If my story is set in New York City, my head's in New York City. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Man, that's why I'm laughing because I can relate to it so much. I may not shut down as much, but I, I, definitely, I can do. definitely relate 
two things. One is that just same as when I just got out of this, you know, practicing for my solo show and writing, it doesn't matter if you're just writing or doing something, you're, you're in that mode. And so I'm writing, I'm driving on the freeway. Well, I'm listening to music. I'm like, I'm in that cloud. I'm on that cloud nine. I'm mm-hmm. in that world. Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm also on the freeway yeah. <laughs> driving. So, and sometimes I'm like, I have to check myself and I'm like, Oh shit, I'm driving. I'm driving. Oh wait, I'm Mark, you're driving right now. Like I yeah. have to like, there's just like, it goes back and forth from that world to this world. Yeah. That's where, you know, it goes back it's and forth. It's actually kind of dizzying sometimes because yeah. you're just like, well, yeah, because all point. of a sudden I'm like going 82 on the, on the freeway and there's like red lights in front of me. Oh shit, yeah. I got a breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, so I I've that. done that many, many times. It freaks out Matt and I yeah. feel bad and I'm like, no, it's actually very dangerous, <laughs> but I can't help it. My mind just goes into that mode where yes. I'm like, it like, it's almost like a vortex. It just goes, yes, <gasps> yes. And then you're just in this different like, universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then all of a sudden you're like standing in front of a character in from your story and you're like having a conversation like <laughs> <laughs> and you're not driving anymore, but That's you so are. Cool. I don't know. The like, other thing that relates to that is that I'm I'm practicing the keyboard and I don't know much about it. I I mean, I'm just starting really. But when I get into it, like I can I can at this point Literally, since the day I got it, I can literally, I could play it for 10 hours, but I, <laughs> Wait, I have to stop. keyboard as in like, like digital piano? Yeah. Are we going to start our own TT23 band? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Table Talk 23 band. Oh, band. <laughs> <laughs> I what guitar. are you going to play? Oh, okay, guitar. Okay, we could. <laughs> um, but like, but okay, so when I start playing, okay, basically I, I limit myself. While I try to, I try not to play when I need to get things done. And that's almost every day. So like I, I'm like, okay, give myself an hour or two hours. Cause once I put my hands on the keys and again, I'm not like professional, yeah. not even close. I'm like super beginner, but I can, I know how to, I don't know. I'm getting faster. What I could say. I'm not like, I can't read music, but like I can, I'm getting a lot faster. And, but anyway, the point is that once I get into it, I mean, I'm just, I'm in a whole nother world. I can't. And so anyway, so it's hard to kind of break away. I'm like, Mark, oh it's been two, two and a half hours. Like, oh my God. So, but I love it. I love it. I'm like in another world. I love it. So one of the things, and I'm going to explain this to some of my friends right now, because I don't think I've ever properly explained this. They call this a terrible trait. And Matt has had beef with me over it. Morgan has had beef with me over it. But there are moments where I'll be in a room or I'll like, you know, they'll be here and I'll be just like walking by and they'll say something to me, apparently. Yeah. And it's quite clear to them that I should be able to, to hear, hear it. Yeah. And then they get so offended because I walk away without saying anything <laughs> to them. And then I'm like, guys, <laughs> I may physically be here, but mentally I'm in New York City. <laughs> Like, I don't hear you. It's like... Because sh- I'm 3,000 miles, miles away. away. Yeah. yeah. It's like shouting from California to be like, Kit! And yeah, York, exactly. So I'm not going to hear you. I don't you. hear you. Yeah. And so... I, oh, I, man, oh my God. Funny. They used to get so offended. They used to get so mad at me. They're like, I can't believe you. Like, don't listen to me. And like, I can't believe you just ignore us like that. And I'm like, that's not what I'm doing. I'm sorry. I just... I literally don't hear you. I am just... I, oh, that's funny. I can't. Or like... Uh, We'll, we'll be in the middle of an argument or just like discussion. And then all of a sudden I'll just go, 
And I was just like, not there. I'm just like, <laughs> and it, it, I don't, I can't control when this happens. I just like, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, idea. Oh man. I don't know. And, but, but for a clarification and maybe and you're going to give me shit about it, but like, do you actually hear them and you, and you, I don't want to say ignore, but like, do you, do you not hear them at all? Like, no, actually, like later on, you're like, I didn't hear you at all. No, I actually really don't hear them. Oh, okay. Wow, that's incredible focus. Yeah, like... Because I can see myself just like... Like they're super low volume. Like I can barely hear them, but I'm not going to say anything because I'm in my zone. No, but no, 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 you're saying you look, just... I literally, literally don't. don't. Like wow. there have been moments where... Like we're sitting over here in this Morgan and Matt, and then I'll walk maybe across them a little past that where that camera is. <laughs> and then they'll be like, Kit, 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 Kit. Kit. And I'm just like... Just like focused. I'm like I literally can't. That is you. fantastic. I'm I'm telling you, I'm that. three thousand miles away. I can't hear you. Sometimes I'm not even on the same planet. <laughs> she's she's light years away. Yeah. Like I'm in a whole different So I think that yeah. that's important to utilize and it's important to 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 use that muscle. <laughs> I mean your friends gotta be tolerant of it. <laughs> It is Because I could see I... me at complaining too. I could be like, I'm right. Come on. Why <laughs> can't you get it? Yeah, I know. And I get that. Like, when if somebody did that to me, I'd get mad too. But yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I swear to God, I'm not ignoring <laughs> you. I just, I literally can't hear you. Because, I don't funny. know. I'm in a forest with some other person. I don't know. Like, I, just, I get these, like, weird... I'm making a movie right now in my head. And I'm literally in it. Yeah, like, I feel like I feel like that would be really useful when if you're like a filmmaker or a, a, like an author. Yeah, because like, you would just be in the zone. Oh, real quick before I forget, because I forgot again. So that story reminds me of, and I and I always thought I would do this, but that story reminds me of Frankenstein, not Frankenstein. Is well, Frankenstein is the doctor, so that's what I'm talking about. So in the book, and I think in the general story is that he like is that mass mad scientist that goes in this room and creates something by himself. And he's so self-absorbed that he just doesn't understand. You know, like there's a whole whirlwind of the world that's going around him, but he's so like focused. And that's when I, I remember reading that story when I was a lot younger and I'm like, I am that guy. Mm-hmm. I I can totally see me being the mad scientist and like putting wires everywhere and figuring things out and and not having to live the regular life. Just like go two years in the darkness and like create something incredible. Like I can see myself doing that so much and and I'm just kind of tapping into that now. But that's where I see you that, you know, even though you're around people, you are totally just uh totally in it in the zone in the zone and i think part of that and it's sort of a different topic but like you've heard of the concept of flow in psychology where you're so in that so creative world that there is no almost logic it's just you're just in it like a boxer or a mm-hmm a writer or a, a visual you know artist they're just in their in their zone and they're just they're making something and it's so they're just lost 
but they're found. They've they found themselves, but they're so lost to the outside world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel I that. Know. I you know. I love that. I love so, that concept. It's so funny because uh, my creative process when I write is uh, I put on headphones. And mm. then I usually, because I've been doing this ever since I was actually, I, I used to do it with like Walkmans. And then I was doing it with CD players, like the portable ones. Yeah. But I would literally... I used to go outside into our backyard and I would pace back and forth yeah. in our backyard with music on. And to everybody else, it just looks like this crazy just, kid yeah, yeah. going back and forth talking to herself. Because literally, I would be talking to myself, <laughs> voicing different characters as I'm putting these pieces together. And um, But I, I still do that to this day. Mm. Like... Um, I'll go into the downstairs extra bedroom. I'll put on music and then like, I'm, you know, it's a bed, I'm in a bedroom, but I'm not. And I'll do that even um, as I'm walking around the neighborhood. Like I'll literally start laughing because my character said something funny and then my (laughs) other character is laughing. So I'm like acting it out as I'm walking. So people will literally look at me like, (laughs) I've noticed some people that are just like, They're like, you're talking to yourself. You're like, no, I'm talking to the characters in my head. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> I don't know what sounds better, but no, like, so if you ever catch me with headphones on, I'm usually, I'm, I'm not there. I'm just, just wow. let me be. I'm not a crazy person. I'm just focused. I have flow. That's it. <laughs> but no, yeah, I, um, so true. like I, when we used to live in Meadow Creek, you know, that backyard we had, um, yes. The, or my roommates would sometimes look back in the backyard to see what the hell I'm doing because all I'm doing is pacing back and forth with my headphones in my ear and laughing my ass off or like talking or like having like a serious con- conversation <laughs> with myself with myself but I'm not having it with myself there's a character there <laughs> yeah. damn it yes so it's so true yeah. and that's so good to have I think it's great it's like a tool it's a tool to be able yeah. to just tap into I feel like you're you're really good at it. I don't think I've ever like I'm a horrible sleeper. I like you know, I just can't focus. That's my big problem. But that's awesome. That's the only time I can focus. When you have headphones on? When or? I when I when I'm in that zone. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. I can't fo- like I'm terrible with everything else. Hmm. I can't sit down long enough to cuz I I feel like I have like almost ADHD where oh, yeah. I have to constantly get up and move. Yeah, yeah. But I will be able to do that for hours just sit there and listen to music and come up with stories in my head to eventually like write down. That's the only time where I'm in the zone. Huh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Like uh yeah. Hmm. <sighs> Matt views or this playing guitar. Um, I don't get too much focused on that. Well, one. when you did though, we're just we're down to two. Just so you know. we're fine. Yeah. Um. No, I don't know. I, music definitely mm. gets me in the mood, but not playing it. Huh. Like I can't okay. sit for hours. I think I get more frustrated that I can't. Play oh, okay, okay, okay. But I mean, I can't play much, but I. Can. But like. <laughs> it's interesting. To when me. I um, what I used to do was I used to go to this um cafe thing in Roseville called I think Country Gables or something and um, I would order their biscuits and gravy and a glass of water and then I would spend like 12 hours just sitting there writing that's awesome just just writing for 12 hours oh my god yeah no actually that's probably the first one that that's 
that's the first one. That's the first medium that I, I can get into the flow with. I, I even still I, I'm I like it, but in some ways I hate st sitting down. I don't know. That's yeah. why I have to move around too. Yeah. Yeah. That's why, like, I'll write and then I'll stand up, listen to music. Yeah. Come up yeah. with more of the story, write it down. Right. Right. Like, I, I'm, I'm almost. Somebody has explained it to me. Like, I look like a mad scientist. Yeah. Because I'm like, <laughs> and then I get up, pace around, <laughs> talk to myself, get back to my table, write some more. That's awesome. I, I, my, my thing, my, uh, my uh, problem when I do that is food. Like, I'll forget that I to eat I'll, and then yeah, but then I'll eat and then not feel it anymore like yeah. <laughs> I have to yeah. be starving to be like to have those thoughts come in sometimes I forget to sleep and I forget to eat when I'm in those moments but like, then my best books. stuff comes when I'm when I'm you know fulfilled not when I'm like an <gasps> hour yeah. left I mean I guess no I I mean it goes sometimes I I do good stuff and sometimes not I mean I guess it's what I've noticed it's hard to get into the flow so I actually did time myself. I do both. I time myself until I get, until the wheel starts turning. Mm -hmm. I get out, I do 25 minutes and then by the, like I do 25 minute increments. And then once I start feeling that energy, I turn off my clock and then I just allow myself until I deplete. Do you still write with your hand and do handwriting or do you? That's the best way I focus. Yeah. Um, it obviously yeah. it, I can't write as much, but I will use like I will write like ten pages in the course of like twelve hours, just like yeah. going back and forth. Like that's, um, I actually don't focus as well on the computer as I do writing my stories down. What I do is I I start handwriting it, get the idea, get the concept, get the main story, mm -hmm. and then because sometimes the ideas come so fast, I need to type. Yeah. Because yeah, it, it doesn't That's catch up it. with my thoughts, you know? Yeah, I go, I do as much as I can on paper yeah, yeah, before yeah. I transfer it on there. Exactly, exactly. But yeah. That's so cool. I love this, I love this talk. I love this concept. Yeah, um, so creative. But, opportunity. And we stayed on kind of on topic. That was pretty good. Yeah, we haven't actually Not that flipped. we need to. We didn't flip-flop too much today. Yeah. Normally, we're like all over the place. Yeah. I think. That's true. Um, but today we kind of... I just love... I love the I love the flow. I think it, the flow is... It's it's like a, all those endorphins. I mean, how can you not want to feel just high as a kite, man. High as a kite. I know. Um, I, it used to... feel so happy. It used to scare my mom when I was younger because um, I would... You know, I'd get in these zones and then I'd... I'd focus and I'd write but when I get into those moments like I forget to eat I forget to sleep and so like I feel alive but I walk out of my room having not showered for three days my hair is like this and you're like I feel so accomplished and, and everybody eyes, else is like yeah my what? eyes look like raccoons like I look like I've been on like a drug binge <laughs> and you're like I have I have no, in a different way but yeah it used to it used to scare my mom when I do that, because she's like, you have to sleep. And I'm like, I can't sleep. You don't understand. I can't sleep. I'm, I'm in a creative mood yeah. right now. I'm Frankenstein, literally creating so a monster. True. So fun. Oh, my gosh. In some ways, like, I would want to, like, before 25, I was a huge night owl. And when I got into college, I had to get up early and stuff. But yeah. when I was a night owl, like, I would just write. And I would just, 
imagine things. I was so more imaginative. I'm much more logical now than I ever have in my life. Um, so it's kind of like, but it's good because I, I learned so much more and now I'm trying to balance that yin yang that's relationship. Actually, that's actually how I know when I start getting into my process where I'm like, it's almost like PMSing. Like you're like, okay, I'm not able to sleep. I forget to eat and my days and nights start to get skewed. So I'm like, okay, I'm getting into my creative process. It's <laughs> yeah. like my pre-creative process. I swear for the longest time, I said my creative process, my, my, at the, uh, the, the most creative I am is after 10 p.m. For the longest time I said that. And I think still to this day, but I'm like, oh, I'm still tired now. It's, it's less but distraction. But it's so true. I oh mean, my gosh. recently, I don't think, I think the earliest I get up is noon. Because I spend. Till now? Right now, right now, like Dang. for the last week or so. Because right now I'm so focused on my story. Yeah. So I, I, I wake up, I stay up till three or four in the morning. What's the story? I can't tell you. Oh, okay. But I was... <laughs> three or four in the morning and then I get up. Probably around noon. Breakfast Dang, is you're living long. the life. If I, people ask me a lot, they're like, "Well, if you had vast amounts of money, what would you do?" And I'm like, "Traveling obviously would be one of them, but honestly, I would write all day probably. I'd be in my corner of the universe, creating my stories." Yeah, I'm. I'm so glad. Should probably end here, but I'm so glad though. Holy that, crap! That. That. One, you're writing a story, whatever mysterious story you're writing, because you've mentioned writing a couple of times in these podcasts. And I don't I didn't really know that you had that interest. And all of a sudden Yeah. I know this and it's like you're like fulfilling that need and when I started talking about that, I can see you lighting up. I'm gonna because it's like Yeah, I'm it fulfills you and that's so important. I'm a naturally creative Person. And I sometimes forget that mm-hmm. because I put other needs right there with you. Anyways, I think All this right. is the longest podcast. Wait, an how hour long is it? Twenty minutes. Hour and twenty. Okay. That's probably the ones, some other was close. But um, yeah, before we end up talking, because we could probably talk about this for a long time. Um, but thank you guys so much for tuning into this week's this month's TT twenty three table talk twenty three. <laughs> TT23. Table Talk 23. With KZ and MG. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> you just cut it right that point. Yeah. That, was good. <laughs> that was That was pretty bad. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next month, guys. Bye.